Hi, my name is Ade. My name is Angela. My name is Jabi. My name is Wendy. My name is Murawa. My name is Ojolakbe. My name is Ade Banjo. My name is Ade Sola. My name is Vidura. And welcome to the 20s Convos podcast with Wale and Toby. On this podcast, Wale and Toby have conversations about life, society, culture, childhood, relationships, the world, and everything in between. The 20s Convos podcast is all about sharing stories, journaling life, and building a community across the world. Enjoy the episode. Well, yeah, like just to say thank you guys for um, coming. I mean, I'm Eric, obviously, like you don't have a choice mm-hmm. because I, dra- I dragged you here. But obviously, <laughs> show being that and we just met, um, thanks so much for agreeing. Yeah, no, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and also, please thank your wives as well because. <laughs> I know that yeah, <laughs> I know that this day, I mean, it's often the case um, but last season uh, we d- spoke about parenthood from a mother's perspective last season and we had on Oinye and um, Tamlora Oinye being Duke and Tamlora being Nigeria and I think it was one of the things that we want to talk about for a while but we had a chance to talk about it last season and you know as I said last, last, last year I said last year just last season a couple of months ago I said even though we all know about, you know, how motherhood might look like, talking to them was still like a very, very revelatory experience for, for me and for Toby as well. Just because when you get so much info about, you know, the exact duration of pregnancy to all the way to the day itself, all the way to afterwards, you often have many oh shit moments in your head like, wow, really? Wow, mm-hmm. really? And I guess as... As, as a guy in that in that front, we're then thinking, well, this is going to be mad if you don't talk to fellow guys like us because, you know, as a woman, some things you, as a woman, some things you couldn't relate to them, but as a guy, you're like, okay, maybe I may then it may then sink in properly. So we had to take the plunge and try try and make this work for this season. So thank you guys again for 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 coming in. Um, so normally I tend to kick off the ball rolling by talking about my own experience of things, but in this case, I definitely have no experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I'm, I'm gonna just like maybe um tell everybody who is with us today. So, obviously, Toby and I are on this chat right now, and alongside that, I've got Eric. So, Eric is, I'll say, childhood friend as well. Well, we're teenagers. I don't know what the word is, but Eric and I met in undergrad, and we're friends ever since. Um, Sean as well is on the is on the chat, and Sean is. My friend's husband, and now my friend G- by, by force, <laughs> <laughs> by force, by force. So, so, G- so it's such a small word. And we all, all four of us, grew up in Ibadan, Ibadan city in West Africa. For those who are familiar with that. Okay, yeah. so fellas, you're both dads, right? First of all, congratulations again. Mad. Right, I've said it before. <laughs> but again, oh, um, um, I'm going to take a plunge now, and I know, um, actually. I probably should have asked this before we started recording, but <laughs> can I refer to your kids by their name? But I feel like I've already said it now. It's now a weird thing. It's now a thing. I'm not going yeah. <laughs> yeah, to. We, 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 we did it on the, on, the, on the mother's one. So let's just see. Yeah, 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 we did not. Right, so yeah. so I keep. Yeah. But the, the, the issue for me now is that I'm familiar with both their kids. So I'm going to have to try hard yeah, to, yeah. To, maintain, yeah. to maintain that. But Eric, yeah. so obviously, like me and you were in the same secondary school, right? And I think. When you first told me about, you know, um, when for something that you're expecting, I think it it, it it didn't dawn on me that 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 one of my friends that I've known, you know, that I've spent many nights in the same room with, to undergrad and and beyond, having a baby, right? And then like when I finally saw your 
in McKay's picture. I was like, I, I remember one night I was in my house. Yeah, I was like, oh, like God. So, so, so this guy's a dad now. Like, this guy's a dad now. I, I know, I know at that point, you don't remember every stupid thing we've done. <laughs> so from like, from like teenage days, yeah. right? right. So like, tell, just tell me like, on that, on that experience of uh, the pre-labor days, so like, let's say, weeks to labor and to labor day how how was that like for you was it everything you expected or were you like were there shocks in there somewhere um really for us is it's that's my my wife and myself it's it's always been something we have dreamt of because you know there was all the issues you know that i'm not going to talk about that you know we we faced in the past um, and by past, I mean, because we, we've dated for close to about nine, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that time, obviously, we knew where we wanted to be. We had our goals. And, you know, so we started planning as trying, if I would mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. to have a child. And, you know, along the way, we got married. And luckily for us, six months in, we got pregnant. Um, so it's something that we had always dreamt of and we had always projected ourselves like, okay, this is what it would be like. Like, okay, you, you handle this bit, you handle this bit, we'll both be working, you know, we'll be able to take care of the boy. When that time comes, our parents will be here or your mom will be here. My mom will be here. You know, we, we had those things planned already in mind, but unfortunately COVID hit. And at that time, one thing did not click, which is you know, having either of our moms here or either of our parents here or having some support system here because it was really just the two of us and me coming into a new environment as well, you know, because Opera had to leave the, she, she was originally, or we were originally in Portland and as soon as mm-hmm. she got pregnant, that's when we relocated to Medford and, you know, new place, new terrain, you don't know and the only people you know are the people you see at work. Um, so myself and Oprah, we just had to make it work and you know it it worked best for us because we have each other we love each other right and you know in between all of the cravings that they have because it is is a big craving period and a big it's just a big switch like your your wife is doing perfectly okay because she she doesn't usually fall sick normally i'm the one that okay i shouldn't say but normally i'm the one (laughs) like down i always have one issue i mean you know me i always have one yeah 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 and even even the six months leading up to the time where she got pregnant you know i always had the fever as I always had, like you would always advise me, like, okay, go and walk, see what is wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as that came on, a different persona, a different thing came over me entirely. And all of that part, even though I still used to feel the way I was, um, I had to man up, mm-hmm. right? I had to take charge. I had to, you know, if, even if my body is, I had to shake it off in a, in a sort of way, you know, get myself together. If I had to make food before, I never used to know how to make food. Now I have to make food. I have to make, you know, whatever it is that she's craving at that time. Because we don't, we never used to have like Nigerian stores around. So I would order like Nigerian stuff from some other state. Um, You know, it would arrive. I would watch YouTube videos, make the videos, make the food for her. I always used to make sure I I take breakfast off to her in bed. In most cases, I was also paranoid because, you know, like I said, the, the, situation you know that led up led up to us having getting pregnant mm-hmm. i pretty much did not want her to stress herself but mm-hmm. at the same time mangas chop so she would always <laughs> go into work um mm-hmm. come out of work you know and i was always skeptical like you know let's 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 just stop there like if you're not working from home because she was working from the office i was working from home and mm-hmm. it was sort of like yeah 
angering me a bit. Like, okay, yes, mm-hmm. let's let's just let's pull out of this. But at the same time, we know what is ahead, and which it has to keep working. We have to keep mm-hmm. making money, um, you know. But pretty much, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was anything too stressful. Mm-hmm. We sort of rolled with it, cope, grew as we went. You know, the the things that we were expecting that would be the toughest parts. You know, like bathing the baby. Um, feeding the baby, you know, the sleepless nights and all of those things you would typically hear um, that happens like normally with, with kids. Um, in our case, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad because mm. bathing the baby to begin with, they told us it wasn't something that, you know, in Nigeria, the way, because we watched a lot of YouTube videos of women putting their hair, <laughs> bending the baby's arm like this, using palm oil to scrub, scrub, pressing the head, pressing the back, mm. and all of that. And you know, you you see these kids come out and they are so fragile. Like you can't even lifting them up. You 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 start to wonder like, oh, I hope I don't press and press. Yeah. <laughs> just, just gently put him on your shoulder or something. Mm. But now everything has pretty much evolved into a regular lifestyle. Like it, it's barely been a year and. At the same time, we just have, we've both evolved, if I would say. Mm-hmm. We've both evolved mm-hmm. and grown into, you know, the, the, that family structure, <laughs> yeah. family mode, father mode, mother mode, you know, all of that, anything more that you can think of. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much been, been fantastic. And mm-hmm. nice. Nice. I'm going to ask you a question now, but let me ask I'm right. the first question first and then let him tell us the experience. But um, so in your own experience, so, Pre, pre-baby coming, how was that like for you? And maybe as you round that up as well, can you just tell us like how was Labor Day particularly? Because I think from what I've seen on TV, Labor Day, there's different kind of dads you find. So there might be dads on TV who next to the wife, there are dads on TV who faint, there are dads on TV who are, who are by the waiting room just waiting to see what's going on. So maybe as you tell us your pre-baby experience, tell us what dad were you on that day as well? Oh, okay. So, I mean, I think um, Eric has spoken a lot about his experience prior to to the baby as well. But I think there's a bit of similarities with a lot of these things when you look at it anyway. You know, the cravings from the from the mother, you know, the crazy cravings. The cravings are, I mean, that's something else anyway. But yeah, I mean, um, so I think I, I, I found out that my wife, Rachel, was pregnant was... Um, we had gone for you know a New Year's Eve uh, party, overnight party. So we went with one of, my, one of my friends in London, himself and his girlfriend as well. Um, and um, you know those guys literally they queued outside to New Year's Day. We were in the club just waving at them. <laughs> and it was New Year's, and, and they were still outside trying to call me. But apparently, both of them—that's my wife and my friend—we was the lady. We were both pregnant, and we didn't know, you know. Wow. We we both did not know. I mean, me and the guy, we didn't know that they were both pregnant, you know. It was just normal. And then like a week after, you know, we started having like this morning sickness, this uh at bones mm. and things like that. I was like, okay, mm. okay, is this malaria? Is this something? <laughs> and then you had people saying, uh, well, it was um since you're married, uh, you have to like do um, the pregnancy test before you start using all of this medication and things mm. like that. Like, okay, well, mm. we're not we're not really expecting so. Do it just for the fun of doing it, you know. I check, mm. and yeah, that was it. You know, it was two expressions. Ritu was like, "Oh, I'm pregnant," and me, I was just screaming, like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it didn't dawn on me what was really going on at that point. I was just, you know, later. I was just super happy about the whole thing and all of that. And then we got to this stage of, you know, the sicknesses, the cravings. I remember in mm. February, um, I'd gone to Nigeria and my mother-in-law literally cooked and froze soup for me to travel with. I was like, <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that was like oh the height of it. And then we had to like ship things all the way from Nigeria to UK and all of that. So, I mean, the cravings was just over the moon anyway. Mm. But yeah, I mean, you know, we got into it. I had to go to work. I had to, you know, um, keep working all through that period. And it was just at home. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of, I think it was a bit, bit of both. You know, it was challenging. And then it was fun as well. You know, the whole process of... The pregnancy, you know, going to the hospital for checkups, and then this was in the midst of COVID as well. You know, um, that there are some days they would not allow me coming, no, just say, well, ne- just they wonder. never allowed me, man. You know, you know what, what I like about this, you know, the, the way you've brought the two of us together because we have like two different. I wouldn't say worlds, but two different perspectives to this. Mm-hmm. Chewing himself in the UK, you know, the UK itself, you know, with health insurance and, you know, they pretty much cover most of your medical bills. Mm. The US being another side of its, of its own, like the bills are pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Working itself. Mm. My wife had to keep working all the day up to the day that she gave birth. Yeah, so like <laughs> even even, we, even we, we know what is ahead. We yeah. knew that 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 pay and that mm. bills, what the bills would bring for us, mm. it was going to be something else. Yeah. So it was it was it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice match, if I would say. Mm. And it's other yeah, no like we want to talk even about. Um, even the idea of uh what's it called leaves as well leave yeah taking leaves paternity leave you know, and I, I couldn't take it. Because my my own like the project I was I was working at a time it was um, okay first off we had to go live at that period um, for those who know like if you're having like data conversions the go live is like the the eighth phase like you have to is the one where you stay like overnight to watch how the conversion goes and whatnot mm. but that was 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 ending and at the same period we were kicking off another project which mm. was pretty tough. So at that at that period, I couldn't really take um, any off, breaks yeah. or leaves or time off or anything. But I still had yeah. to. I'm just grateful for the fact that you know at the end of the day, we we worked from home like the majority of the time. Yeah, Rem- from remote, remote work has been. My remote work actually helped out. It helped me out a lot. You know, to organize the house. You know, when she goes out, I know okay, she's coming back to food ready. Um, Night time, she's coming back. You know, I have to massage her feet. Thank God for my parents, you know, advising me that because that that actually helped her a bit. I didn't know about the massaging feet, oh, really? mm. but that helps. That helps like a th- it helps times times one thousand. <laughs> Wait, so what does it help like with the pains and what? With the pains, easing her the way she sleeps because at at a time she always used to have like restless feet mm. where she stays on the bed like she's lying down and she just keeps shaking her leg and she's like, oh, I can't sleep. I can't sleep or she's moving to this side. She can't lie down on her side. She like, you know, just basically restless. And then the heart bonds and all of it that was, that was wrong with her. So at that time when I went in and, you know, give her that like 10 minutes on each, on each feet, like just take that, take that, take that. It always used to help a lot and calm her down. So that was like a, a regular routine. Um, 
making sure she just just basically is like project management you know what we do is basically just enable did you just link no 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 did you just link in a way no no because because nah it's management the reason why too much bro the reason the reason why i said that is because what what a project manager does basically is you enable the project team to deliver the work that you're actually presenting right now eric No, I I totally get it, Eric. Like I, I get what you're saying because you're not, uh, yeah, you're not no, the one like actively. I get it as I'm well. I'm not the one growing the baby. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it as well. But like, but like, but like, the, but like the way you're talking, you're like in a workflow mode. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I can totally see that happen. But you know, no, one no, question no, I had no. though was, so like, leading up to, I guess you know, you you guys plan definitely to have a baby, right? Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Because like for me, I always think about it in my head, right? You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes like maybe I, I don't know if it was like that for sure, um, for sure, because I know it was sharing about it, but like you know, maybe unexpectedly finding out, and you know, oh yeah, what, what that was... means for if you've not planned your finances. Because me, every time I think of babies, man, I just think expenses. Like at least well, for the... <laughs> at, at at to be honest, if I can say this, yeah, the time when you would actually spend money. One in the US, I'm lucky, right? There's insurance; I can pay it off over like 30 years if I choose to, mm. right? But then at the same time, the time where you would actually spend money is when when you start talking about school, school, and I know school. we're still about two years out because that's when the bulk of the money would actually come in, mm. if that mm. makes sense. Mm. But you know, buying like pampas or or wipes, um, you know, the things that they majorly need, and that's another thing, another aspect. Again, we went crazy with the shopping at the onset. You know, mm-hmm. trying to get swings, mm-hmm. crib, um, a second bed that would attach to our bed, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. playstations, the the LV pumps, like pumps that are like five hundred dollars, right? <laughs> We've got all of these things, and at the end of the day, we we're not we're not making use of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I would my own suggestion or the next baby, if I would have, is mm-hmm. don't there's there isn't much planning or finance. Just have your baby. Make sure he has the pampers. There's people that sell all, all of them cheap pampers. You buy pampers, you buy wipes. Mm. Um, you have clothes. We got a lot of gifts, clothes, because people would always come through for you for sure. Mm. Um, you know, either you get like hand hand me downs, or you get like uh, because babies out babies outgrow this clothes like really fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of the three to six months or zero to three month clothes or newborn clothes that we bought that we bought, he never fits into most of them because he came mm. out kind of big. And at the same time, within like a month, he was already fitting into like three to six months. So wow. most of those ones that we had bought or that people had gifted us, you know, we, mm. we ended up not using. Mm-hmm. So if, if we had planned, like start, started to think about the financial aspects of those things, I mean, that is good. It's good to always be planned and you, re- you know, have that plan ready and, you know, have a game plan moving forward. Mm. But at the same time, just going to it, I believe something greatly, right? Mm. And that was another thing that actually helped us because within, within that period that I said we were trying, there's something we always used to reassure ourselves. Mm. And that was God would give us, wouldn't give us what is too much for us to handle one. Mm. At that time I wasn't working. And I said, immediately I get my job. You would see the baby would come. Mm. And for some reason, it just, in the, the same week I got my job offer, that was the same week. She found out she was pregnant. Hmm. Mad. So in a way, God, for one, would not give you. I know I shouldn't be bringing religion into this, but yeah, same, time, yeah. Yeah, same time, God would not give someone what is too much to mm. handle. 
mm. and you're working. So whatever comes up, like, as long as you're not a lazy person, you will get mm. up. Once you have the responsibilities, once the responsibilities come on your shoulder, definitely you will get up and you will you hustle. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. You would man yeah. up, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, show All right, so, um, yeah. So just like, I think you're talking about um, the pre-birth experience with Uri and stuff. And, and I think you're leading up, up, up onto Labor Day earlier. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember where I stopped. So, yeah, we had all, all this, um, what do you call it now? Cravings, Cravings. and all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody tells you about the mood swings, right? Yeah, <laughs> the mood swings was freaking crazy. It's like... Uh, I can see him just looking into uh, the sky like, like bro. Like, <laughs> like, just switch, you know, you're just having, like, and I'm like, what have I done? Just... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I got into the flow and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah, that was it. So, but yeah, I mean, we helped, we helped each other out a lot, you know, going to the hospital was more like, um, I mean, I don't drive in the UK, but I mean, I drive illegally anyway. Mm. But, um, so going to the hospital was, would be like with taxis or things like that, and then in the midst of COVID and all of that. So, um, and then, you know, uh, I think closer to the Labor Day, um, they finally eased like some of these restrictions where you could not mm-hmm. have anybody come to the hospital with you. So finally, they allowed a partner, just one person coming mm-hmm. uh, just for the labor, and then the person has to go. So that, well, I mean, that's something mm-hmm. compared to the guys that they even get to be in the labor room. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I went there, you know, we had the old process, you know, with a bit of uh, complications there or there. But man, <laughs> I think. I think that's the scariest shit ever I've seen. <laughs> that's the scariest thing I've witnessed in my life. Like, oh you know, the God. pain is just, you're just there. And you, you're airplane, like, mm. there's nothing you can do. It's mm-hmm. not like you can. Exactly. It's not like I can, I can massage or something. Mm. I can't mm. do anything. I'm just looking. Mm. And like, you have to stay in your own area because these guys are just doing their thing and all yeah. of that. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Then you know you get the little baby and then it's handed over to you and you're like, oh, so I've got to take care of this <laughs> this full human being right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, it's a. I mean, the only word to describe it is it's it's ah man, I don't even know what the word to describe it is. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're still speechless. To be fair, yeah, because. I think from that moment, you just realize that your life has changed. Mm. Like, just changed. Like, it's not like yesterday again. Like, this is something new all over. Mm. Right? And then, you know, and nobody tells you anything. You know, you go into the hospital, just two of you. And they and you come back and you come back and one more And nobody tells you all of these things. And, mm. I mean, with finances and all of that, so it's pretty straightforward, you know. Once you have a baby, you just start to plan. I used to make a joke with one of my friends, right? Uh, now that I've become a dad, right? I have to decide: am I drinking a beer or am I buying a Pampers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one or the other. It's one or the other. I have a pint, pint of Pampers. <laughs> that's what we're <laughs> name this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's that. the beer or the Pampers. I can't have both on the same day. I've got to choose, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, you just prioritize and everything will be fine eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, when you held your baby for that first time, I know you said, like, 
like wow like you know if you said you had the revelation of wow like this is another human being but was anything beyond that that you felt that you never felt before because and i said that because even even in terms of the physical idea of holding a baby and having that you know something on your skin and touching a baby like how was that like can you do, do you have words to describe that feeling in any way or were you just more overwhelmed about everything I don't, I don't think you can completely describe that feeling. Like, you know, just, just holding a life human, right? Mm. You have, and you know that this is a product your of, own. <laughs> like, of you and someone else. Like, mm. man, there's, there's no way. Not the world. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. no word that is sufficient to describe it. It was... You know, I felt like I'd never accomplished anything in my life. Mm. Like, you know, uh, you've, you've got a degree, you've got a job, you've, you know, escaped Nigeria. Like, those are big milestones. <laughs> <are> big <laughs> biggest accomplishment. <laughs> think of in your life. Mm. I mean, growing up in Nigeria, then none of it can even compare to that feeling. Mm. Yeah. Like, man. It's, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's a lot. I don't think there's any word to describe it, to be honest. No, I've actually never heard anyone describe it in the terms that you just did, in terms of... Um, achievements, yeah. Like yeah, achievements. I think, else. yeah, that's, that's a very interesting perspective because yeah. it, make, it makes sense because, again, it's the ultimate miracle, isn't it? Mm. You know, like, like, like another life form. And I don't think anything can trump that, even though we tend to materialize things. But Eric, how about you? Like, on Labor Day, how was that um, experience for you? From you know, okay. getting in there and holding yeah. your boy and stuff. So you know, you know how and, and, and just and just, and just like dealing with yeah, with, with your wife in that position yeah. as well. So you know how I said for us, you know, we had basically planned what the experience would be. You know, how we would go, what our responsibilities would be. We had a box packed already, like three months ahead. You know, just getting set for, for that day that we thought it was going to be. But in our case, luckily, he came out about a week earlier and, you know, he, he had to be induced, you know, because there was, mm. you know, some other situations that happened. So we, we basically walked into the hospital like she was fine. She wasn't a label. She wasn't in anything. Um, then they had to induce. We had to wait an extra 12, 14 hours, you know for her to get into labor and so it was it was pretty chill as opposed to the oh wow you're in labor let's go jump mm, into the car mm, you know mm, mm, no that mm. that rush it wasn't that that rush for us we kind of knew he was coming okay we knew okay yes he's going to be he's definitely coming in like two days so we were already seated in the hospital she was seated on the bed um holding hands we were watching movies eating you know talking to people on the phone that always oh, coming you know like okay he's he's almost here blah 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 then you know, the, the going got going and she got into, the, into labor. So for me, when the whole experience, if I would describe it, is appreciating what women go through. It just, mm-hmm. it just, it just made me grow a newfound, it just gave me a newfound respect for women, if I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. what those women have to go through. The labor is not easy. <laughs> like you can imagine the pain, the, con- the, the contractions, 
Mm. Like the, the contractions, I believe is, 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 you know, I don't know what it is, but basically your stomach starts to contract and, you know, mm. that's the labor process. So that one in itself, then having to bear the labor of pushing and to think there are women that, t- that, that push children out without, um, what's that thing called? Anesthesia or, or uh, epidural. The, yeah, epidural. Epidural. Okay. Okay. epidural. Yeah. Epidural. Yeah. yeah. Epidural. And it's a long ass needle. Like you see the needle. You see how long that needle is mm. and you have to watch her, you know, with that pain, they have to tell you, be still. Like they haven't given any, any they haven't given you anything for the pain. Like mm. they want to give you stuff to ease the pain, but you are going through pain that is so immense. Mm. And yet they and tell you, say be still. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you would, the needle will go somewhere that could paralyze you. That's what they will tell you. So she literally had to stay like that through all of the contractions and they passed that long needle and she had to still stay still. The guy had to do whatever, you know, there's a specialist for that. He comes in and puts the, the mm. thing. That's when she sort of eased her a bit. But mm. then when the baby is coming out, like think of, just think about it. Shoulders. Shoulders, head. Oh my God. Hi guys. <laughs> It's not, it's not been. So when you see, when you see people appreciating their wives on social media, like, you know, buying or push gifts or, mm-hmm, you know, buying yeah, this yeah. expensive car, like what you should be saying is, oh no, this guy should have even done more. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what they went through the whole nine months or the whole, like, you know, whatever term they, they, mm-hmm. they stay for. And then the, the labor act, going into labor and pushing out that baby for you. That was when I, that was what, what made me go into tears to be in it. Cause mm. it was like, he came out. I know my son, obviously I have my son. I'm appreciative for my son. I appreciate my son. Right. But mm. what my wife went through, people go through that and they, 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 they don't survive it. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm. So for me, it was, I was very appreciative at that moment. Like, thanks be to God. Thank mm. you, my wife. Like for, for, for this bundle of joy you have given me. I would take care of him, but mm. at the same time that you have been able to do this, I would do even more for you because you have blessed me so. Mm. So that's that's my that was my part of, of 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 I was just very appreciative and very like I can't still do enough for my wife. And and I guess you know that emotional side of things is often unexpected because you can feel in different ways as I've because obviously before coming for this chat, I watched a number of videos. And mm. some dads who just had a baby. And because obviously I didn't have time. So I was, I was skipping through, skipping through, skipping through. But I did see different um, experiences in the same thing, you know. And it also relates to what the ladies, women said last season, you know, about the experience of labor. You know, only said it was like she just snapped into it and that was it. Tamara mm. was entirely different, mm. you know. So, on the emotional side, though, for you guys, um, and, and I'll start with um, Shane on this one. The idea of bonding, as as a dad, it's textbook textbook wise, it tends to be different, right? And how a mom might bond with a baby, but would you say you've bonded? And if you say you have, like, how do you know? What were the moments that made you realize that okay, I'm bonded with my boy, or how has that emotional attachment been like? If you can define it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I mean definitely, definitely. So I mean, just just a little bit of backtrack, right? So, in, in terms of the emotional part, right? Now, I think the strongest emotion you get 
in my opinion, right, is when you're there in the labor room, you've got your wife going through labor, about to give birth. Now, I mean, I'm 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 a realist, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I like to take things like, yeah, you know, I'll go by far because I'm a scientist, right? I have to go by science. Mm. Now, at that moment, you're thinking of two things, right? Mm. You know, what, what you, I mean, what's going to happen to my wife? Mm. What's going to happen to my baby? Like, mm. man, you can't control anything. All you're doing is you're just, you're just like on the side bench, just looking. Mm. You can't do literally anything. So you're there with like all of these thoughts in your head, like your head is about to explode. Mm. And you're just thinking, let them just be fine. Like, like, mm. like, what? Well, I, I don't have breasts. I can't even breastfeed. Like, where do I even start from? <laughs> like, and then, like, I mean, I have to, I came in with a pregnant wife. We, are, we have to live with a baby. Mm. You know, like, you've got all mm. of these things just busting in your head. But then you're very effless, like, just looking at men to do what, what they can do, you know, mm. Mm. things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you talk about bonding, right? Um, so my company does a great uh, scheme for us, which is, you know, they give us like a year leave so you can take a full year leave, right? Uh, and then six months pay. Eric is smiling. Eric is smiling. <laughs> 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 oh, so we, we, we call it parental leave with my company, right? Mm-hmm. So equal for fathers and mother. Or I think even if you get a dog, you get one year leave. Anyway. <laughs> Regardless of what? of what you do, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, isn't it? Oh my god! Um, and um, so you get six months paid, and then six months unpaid. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, so I think I literally took almost four months of my leave, you know, to to go back. But I cut it short, and I came back early because mm. I meant to be on leave till I think end of September. But I had a new role I had to fill, so I just left that. But yeah, that's just on the side. So, I mean, we're in Nigeria for a lot of months and all of that. So, myself and my son, we went for swimming classes from three months, you know. Ooh. We played together. Like, I literally, when we just went off briefly now, I just ran to the room and came back. And then, you know, it was literally crying when I was leaving the room. You know, you have those moments mm-hmm. like you know that, like, you know, I mean, if we're talking, if I say bye, everybody will just say bye. Right? Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy is not going to say bye, man. He's going to go into tears. Like, man, you're crying because I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) So you have, like, moments like that where he just looks at you and then he smiles and you're like, well, he's not going to look at someone else and smile Mm. like that, Mm. obviously. Mm. You know, you have those tiny, tiny little moments where you feel like, man, I'm doing the right thing so far. Mm. You know, those are, like, moments that you feel the bond going on and, you know, Mm. just moments you appreciate as a father as well. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I've, I've said mad so much today, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, similar to what Sean has said, for me, it's okay. I'll give an example of, of when he smiles the most, right? Cause I'm the one that plays with him. I'm the one that, you know, plays that the rough play that they like. Mm-hmm. My son is, 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 is only about five months now. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still, you know, find time in between work because I'm in meetings like back to back. But at the same time, when I have him, like the days my wife goes into work, I have him, you know, we kind of that. Well, for one, those are the times I don't like the most because one, he ends up crying and crying and crying. But anytime he's on his mom or his mom is around and we play, you see the joy come out. I think I was the first person to actually make him like laugh out, like, <laughs> like with his buddy and, you know. Yeah, yeah 
laugh out and you know just the rough play and all of that so in most cases my wife would have to you know do put an extra effort like blue 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 or something you know do something shake him up and you know make faces and all that but i walk into the room and i literally just smile and he lights <laughs> up and that's the laugh and then anywhere i go in the room like she's carrying him he follows me like that like that so, so sometimes, you know, for him to even eat properly, I have to go, I have to leave the room because I'm too much of a distraction, if I would say. So that, that moment for me is, is, is what I take as, look, this, this boy loves me because he doesn't do that with anyone else. We, we've had visitors come over, you know, and, and he looks like, you look at him and try to make him laugh. He looks at you like that. Or even when my, my, my wife tries to make him laugh, and, you know, she, and she feeds him, you know, shakes him up and everything. And he looks at, so for her, what we say is for her, it's strictly business. And then I'm the, I'm the pleasure side <laughs> of it because he, he goes to her in his all straight face. And then he immediately he sees me. He's like, <laughs> with just a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. So that's that that that's what I would take as as bonding. Yeah. But yeah, that that's those swimming lessons. I wouldn't want my wife to hear it because she's <laughs> you know telling me, oh, we should start going for swimming lessons. But at the same time, where do we want to go? I don't I don't want to risk it with COVID and you know the way things have been. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Uh, no, but, no. I think I think uh, those swimming lessons are yeah. Those swimming lessons very, are like the best. Yeah. You know, nah, yeah. Nah, you love it. I think we started with using um, trainers, right? Mm-hmm. But now that we're back in the UK, because that was back in Nigeria, which was kind of like oh, like oh, no, nice. I'm just gonna go into the defense. But yeah, now we're back, so it will be me like taking most of his lessons now. How many? How many? How many months did you get started? If I can ask, how many months? Well, we were ready. Start? We started. Uh, beginning of March, so yeah, it was about six months then. Wow, yeah, yeah, it was about so maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe five six months mark. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, isn't, isn't that like isn't that like next month? Yeah, I think from five months, you're free to like take them swimming classes and all of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, I'm wondering, like, why is that? Like I never even thought of it. Like every time I think about like the future and things like that, like I don't. Like, swimming lessons aren't a thing that I guess pops in my head. I'm wondering like why? Why? Why is that a thing? Just curious. Um, for my no, wife, it's, it's just no. Go ahead. No, go on. Go on, Eric. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, my wife personally is she just wants what she does not have for her child because she doesn't know how to swim. I know how to swim, and so she's like, "Oh no, you have to get started, Delhi." I see. I read stuff because. At that pregnancy phase, you know, you can ask a pregnant woman anything and she'll be able to, well, some pregnant women, in my case, my wife, anything about pregnancy, she knew because she was always on her phone researching, even the ones that pertain to her and the ones that don't pertain to her. She's always reading stuff, Googling stuff, you know, so they had this forum and, you know, a lot of kids in his range are already at this point taking swimming lessons. So she brought that to me, like, look, we need to look for somewhere to add. And personally now with COVID, Again, I, I was a bit skeptical about certain things. Well, I'm still a bit skeptical about certain things. Mm. So that's why I'm like, because you're in the water and pe- people like when, when you swim, like yeah. stuff comes out of your mouth and, you, you know, all, all that, except it's like a brand new pool mm. or like they have just recently cleaned the pool and then we go into. So yeah. because of all that, I'm like, nah, I can't have my child in that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but 
Yeah. That's that's just my perspective and the reason why my wife wanted to start it. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think fair point. Um, with the pool though, my, my my own reason, very similar to your wife as well, um, Eric, is mm-hmm. all of the things I felt I had the opportunity to have done when I was younger and I didn't. You know, I learned swimming probably I think I was maybe 19 20 or thereabout and, and i still cannot float you know i can swim you know from end to end in the pool and all of that but yeah, floating up. i'm just like oh no so you know all, all of those kind of things like mm-hmm. you know riding bicycle swimming you know mm-hmm. um playing football at very early age these are things that i would like want to imbibe into my son and then again you know you know, you never know when you're in water for survival or things like that. And it gives you some level of confidence as well. Yeah. You know. So, it's a very, very realist mindset because again, the world <laughs> is, is, uh, is made up yeah. of water halfway, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Let, let me yeah. take us off track slightly a bit, right? Um, Like, when before you guys had your kids right you know what's the difference between playing with someone else's kids and just spending time with someone else's kids um because you know, some of the things that you were sharing of the bonding experience i, I know there's times that i've you know held someone else's baby maybe later in their life obviously like maybe six months or that and you know you're able to make them laugh and obviously you know when you can give them back to the parents when things go wrong and go back so i guess that's one big difference but i'm just wondering in terms of the the joy moments as well you know how is that different between you know, playing with someone else's baby and making a person happy between and then now having your own and having doing that same thing. Like, is there a big difference? Um, aside from like just the fact that you know, okay, this is my child. First off, someone else's kid. I can't I can't play wrestling with a five year five month old kid. I shouldn't be doing that, but mm-hmm. it's my kid. I'm comfortable. Like I I, I know what, what he would take or mm-hmm. you know what won't break his arm or something. If mm-hmm. I take someone else's kid, I'm literally just oh blah, 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 you know just mm-hmm. by my my kid I can lift my five month old and show him or or do this and do boo on the bed mm-hmm. you know that all those type of things I wouldn't typically do with someone else's kid that is that young mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and in a, in a sense when they grow past I believe when they grow past like six months you know they start to recognize faces they start to look for other people and that is the moment but if you have a child that is two months three months four months that hasn't laughed yet mm. right a child that normally even even the mom doesn't make the child laugh mm. like yet for me that is why i saw that as as big because again i made him laugh like i made him <laughs> like you know laugh out mm. so that wasn't that wasn't a, a, a just a by the way thing or something that you know any other person would have been able to do because mm. we understand this child you understand your child, you know what to make him laugh, or you know how he laughs normally, or how he would be with someone from outside, because other people have actually come to see him, but he doesn't take on that same vibe. You know it's different. Mm, okay, fair, mm. fair point. Um, so obviously, like we, we hear a lot about women and having women having emotional roller coasters when they have their babies, you know, from you know, trying to figure out how to get stuff done to not being sure that they're getting things done the right way to not being sure that they're equipped mothers all sorts right and for for you both you know did you have or do you have any forms of emotional roller coasters so the other days where you're you feel anxious that you didn't they're not doing things right to days where you feel 
overly excited to days where you feel overwhelmed, whether, you know, okay, I can, can I actually handle this, mm. you know? And if you have, like, how have you gone through that show? Yeah, I mean, you know, having, having a child is like a learning process, right? So you're doing something right today, tomorrow, you're doing something wrong. And, and you have to admit, right? I mean, and this is the same kind of school of thought I take through, even to work to life generally, is when you're doing something wrong, like just admit, oh no, right? Someone else knows better in that field than you do. You know, so you can always call up, uh, mommy, what's going on? This is this, that, that, you know. You know, that happens a lot of time. And then I think the good thing with myself and my wife as well is, um, so, I mean, we talk about this thing, right? So something and it's not working out. And then she say, oh, I've tried doing this. It's not working out. What should I do? And then me to same same manner, I say, well, it's not doing this. Then can always try somewhere. I think it's just that communication. I think when you have, should I say, when you have kids, right? I think that communication about that child becomes priority in a lot of ways, right? So everybody's, both of you are talking about how you're going to make things better for your child. Mm. I think in the, for a moment, you even forget yourselves, <laughs> right? You forget completely by yourselves. You're just focusing on, you know, oh, he's not eating. Why is he not eating? And then the days where he's eating his food, like the full bowl, the house, everybody's just so happy. Like, wow, he finished the whole bowl. Mm. I'm like, well, okay. And then the days is not eating. Everybody's like worried, saying, ah, what's going on? Why is he not eating? He, normally it takes like two full bowls. Now he's just taking only two spoons, you know, mm. those moments of care yeah, and all yeah. of that. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the big point I'm just trying to make is, you know, communicating and then asking for help. Always free open. Mm. Um, you know, call parents, call friends that have kids as well. What have they done differently that you've not tried? And then, yeah, I think that's just how it works. Mm. You know, when you guys are talking about the fact that you don't that, that do things for your kids that, that probably you'd not get for yourself, rather, um, I began to think about, actually, that makes sense because I think about some of the things that, I began to think about that in terms of my own dad and, and some things that he would say to me when moments I probably did not deep as important, but now I'm thinking maybe it's because he did not have that mm. in his own time, mm. you know, and now that is making sense hearing this, mm. you know, and... Obviously, as fathers, you, you take on a role of, you know, provider, protector, whatever. But for you guys, did you, oh, I think Eric said at the start, where you said, you know, that at some point you realize that even if, as long as you're not lazy, you have to hustle, mm. right? But have you found like you've, you've had like a level of personal growth that's happened to you by force and as a result of having a baby? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if you're somebody... I mean, no, actually, I think I can actually see a personal growth in Eric anyway, to be honest. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, no, but like, it is true. Like, obviously, like, I know, I, I know Eric a bit more personal than I know Sherman, and, and, and I, can, I can definitely tell, like, some things that you, that you said in the last three months, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, interesting, right? Obviously, but that's from my perspective. Mm. But from you being introspective and looking inwards, how do you feel about that? So, for me personally, like you have said, it has allowed me to grow and take on things that I would not normally or otherwise have have taken on. If I, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, I I I want to be able to provide to the point where, if possible, all my wife has to do is wake up and take care of the baby in terms of feed the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, 
make sure the baby is well fed, not cranky, and you know, not worry about cooking, cleaning up, or you know, doing any of those things that normally she she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So in this in this case, if I would say it might seem dumb to to certain people or a lot of people, but personally, I'm this person who, you know, like raw chicken mm-hmm. or like raw meat. I had never in my life, like it always used to irk me, like seeing raw meat or touching raw meat. Like in a way, if I saw my mom cooking, like growing up, if I saw my mom cooking like raw meat sometimes or, or, or killing chicken, mm-hmm. right? I, I would not eat that chicken because it, it just used to, it just used to give me that, like, uh, like, nah, I can't touch chicken. I can't go to the market and point at, at meat or mm. wash meat or wash fish, you know, all of those stuff that, that has to do with blood and, you know, raw and all that. I couldn't do any of that before. But no one had to tell me. My wife wants chicken. Oh, she's eating chicken, bro. She wants to eat meat. She's eating meat. She wants to eat fish. She's eating fish. She mm. wants this soup. I'm going to YouTube to know how to make that soup. I'm making the soup for her and it turns out great. So all of these little things for me is... is like you said, personal growth. That is, those are the things that I take up as, as that, that, the pick for me. Because today, for example, you know, she mentioned, oh, yeah, we, we have to make food for the house. And I said, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll make, I'll make the turkey. I'll make the, the meat. I'll make the fish. And I'll make vegetable soup. And she's like, how do you want to do all of this by yourself? And I'm like, don't worry. It's easy. It doesn't take time. And she's like, ah. <laughs> 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 You've grown that much. Like, no, no. I'm like, trust me, it's nothing. I'll, I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. So just, just seeing where I'm coming from, like how I used to be like making Indomie or boiling spaghetti, like you love spaghetti. That was, that was my <laughs> go-to back then. But mm-hmm. now all of this, like I, I know I'm just talking from the food perspective, but if you ask anybody about me, like you speak to anybody back home, they will tell you, man, the fact that I'm able to touch chicken, raw chicken, and you know, wash meat, and do all of that is is a big is lips of growth for me i swear mm. down it's lips of growth for me mm. and interesting you know, just making sure I'm, I'm i'm readily available and don't let myself get down because i always used to be that person that oh i have this oh baby I, I i like people to pet me a lot and that doesn't make sense as a man i used to always like people petting me i and- can't believe i'm i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing you admit this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After so many freaking years, I mean, I mean, every, every, everyone likes everyone likes to be, you know, in that. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say everyone, but for mm-hmm. me, I used to like to be in that position of you. You know, someone is is caring over you. Like, okay, oh no, feel better. Oh, oh, okay, don't worry, don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll do this. This guy, yeah. <laughs> in, in undergrad, any small sneeze, this guy just <laughs> sneeze like this. Hey, he's on the bed. He's calling up. Like, fam, get the fuck up, man. What is going on? <laughs> You know, but but to hear yeah. that, um, but if I throw this back to Shell, um, Eric, just let me ask one follow-up question. Do you think, you know, it's it's been made harder or easier, or do you think you're saying this these things easier because of where you are now in the US, where you cannot get the functional traditional help as you would get in the Nigerian household? And I say that because if you're in Nigeria or in our culture anyway, there's a lot of things you do. That that's the other thing you do at home. Sorry, you do hear that at home, you will not do because they'll force you not to do it. Possibly, it depends yeah. on where you live anyway. Maybe your mom will come, your wife's mom will come, you know, somebody will come and say, nah, 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 that kind of thing, right? But I'm saying, like, 
do, do you think that also there's a there's there's a role that place you're in now kind of foster out of you as well yeah I, I would say that one actually played heavy on on that fact but again prior to even giving birth like the whole pregnancy journey for us like i told you i had to you know i wouldn't say man up but mm -hmm. i had to like stand up to the task basically and one of the reasons why actually is actually because labor is not cheap here if you were to talk about getting the maid, you know, to do the cleanup or, you know, to help with food or, you know, making meal preps or, you know, having your mom over. In my case, we're still trying to get, I know she will also help me with that piece. We're still trying to get my mom to come over or get Oprah's mom to come over because I still need this button off my shoulder a bit. I can do it because there's no one else who will be able to do it. Right. I can do it now by myself and I'm happy to take that charge. But at the same time, it is time that, like if I, if I take like an hour to cook, normally if I had someone here, they probably would be able to help out with that while I do something more productive, productive, yeah. it might be like that. I, decided, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Majority of the time, Oprah, is, is, Oprah works from the office more than I do. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have to look after the baby, I have to make food. I have to, I'm not complaining. But at the same time, if, there, if we were in Nigeria, I see myself putting this task off on someone else either a maid or you know getting help from either either of my either my mother-in-law or my mother herself mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you're, you're you're very right Wally. if mm -hmm. if this was some other place i wouldn't be taking on most of this but at the same time i'm happy that i yeah. am and it's not weighing me too much because mm -hmm. no one would do it for us otherwise so i have to do absolutely. it absolutely absolutely so how about you what's your experience of uh, personal growth um and how would you describe that Okay, I mean, see, when I, I think my, my, my own way of looking at things uh, generally is I always relate everything back to work. And I think yeah, if you sit down at the pub with me, you would probably get bored of me talking about beer and alcohol and all of oh, this nice. and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, so I use my work as my gold standard, right? So, at my work, I'm very diligent. I get to work early. I do my work. I turn up my project at the right time. So I use that as my goal standard of how I can translate that into my own life and my family and all of that. Because, you know, we come from this very Nigerian mindset where um, if you don't do your work, you're scared that somebody's going to fire you the next day, which is very yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, in the UK, it's very different. I mean, life is uh, relaxed. Everyone tells you, ah, don't worry about it. I don't do this. I mean, but you're like, well, that don't worry about it is scary. Yeah. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about it. Live, live. So, yeah, I mean, so in, in, in terms of um, being a provider for the family, right? Um, I think my, my role and um, Eric's are reversed. So I do more of um, working in the office mm -hmm. and then it is more at home now, mm -hmm. right? And um, so I have to go to the office, I have to come back, you know, I have to, and you see, to be honest, I think it's still, there's a lot of growth. I mean, I, I measure my growth at work anyway, but in mm -hmm. terms of family, I think it's still much, pretty much the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how we relate, how we coexist, how we discuss things. Oh, we need to do this, this, and that. And my wife is this very oh, detailed person that writes lists. In fact, she sends me like, 
you are to do one, two, three, four, five, six. He says it to me on my, on, 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 on my charts so that I don't forget. Or maybe I'm traveling. She, she sends me a list of, this is what we discussed. Or blah, blah, blah. One, two, three, four. So like he keeps me on my toes, right? Mm. So, I mean, there's no way I can even slack. So even when I'm out, I check my phone. I'm like, okay, I've done one. like yeah i've done everything right Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah i mean growth yes definitely because one you're responsible for a new human being right Mm -hmm. but then one thing about me as well i take each day at a time right so Mm -hmm. i try not to worry too much about you know the next day or the day after or the day after that because i find a lot of things i worry about the actual sense when that day comes it gets sorted out mm. or I find another solution or when you think about it, you know, say you have a deadline tomorrow to, to do something. Um, mm. Oh, tomorrow is going to come anyway. You either have, meet the deadline or you don't, but life is going to carry on. Mm. Mm. So mm. why are you stressing the way? Mm. So I think I take that into, into life as well. And I just, mm. oh, we've got a visitor. Hi guys. <laughs> Let's get the I'll be doing video call without Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, 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 definitely, we're definitely gonna leave this on the podcast. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh yeah. But, yeah, think, so okay. Yeah, I've told me no, sorry, just I was gonna say that I think this is why like, this is why I like talking to people and this is what this is what I'm talking about because I don't think I can ever get tired of the idea of subjectivity and the experiences and how they vary hmm. because i think i was very shocked last year when we spoke i keep saying last year last season when we spoke to when and tamlora hmm. before the episode i had read about post postpartum life for women hmm. i done my research as someone doing a podcast hmm. and when i spoke to them i was like see i was like see eh? a <laughs> you get yeah and today as well I, I watched some videos i read about fatherhood and stuff and now i'm hearing things like that I didn't even hear from perspective. I think it's it's something that it's one of the reasons why I just enjoy talking to people because yeah. you just you learn so much about about things from different perspectives that mm. and you realize that this life is funny because everything is all connected. Mm. And why I say that is because even Sean talking about the fact that you know it takes it takes things one day at a time and as a scientist and 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 you know he's a realist and all of I think I think the way it's even all connected because because for you, like, I think maybe you see, you've already imagined all of these as part of reality that, that cannot change. And you've it pretty much puts your role on paper in your mind. And you put it on like some level of ones and O's, like, okay, let's take this box today and it's done. Right. Whereas for you, like Eric is like, it sounds like it's more of a newfound thing that you never probably um, planned that pie chart in your head. And some some of the surprises were like, holy shit, like, wow, this is something that I must capture in my gallery of my mind, mm. you know? And of course, that's because, as you said, you're somebody who, before, there's anything that you would not do, that, but then I are doing, there's also, also sparking your mind. So I think that's very interesting, really, to, to hear you guys um, say that. Toby, I think yeah. there's something just now. Yeah, yeah. So, so still on the thing of personal growth, right? And, and just, just, I think, Shay and you and I have like quite a bit in common in terms of how we think about life and just the practicality of everything. And so one thing I wanted to get from your perspective is that looking at where both of you are, like, you know, six months down the line or nine months down the line after having a child, getting married and things like that, you know, if you were to travel back in time to speak to yourself, like in the early seasons, you know, what were some of the things you were worried about? 
that now that it's come and arrived, you're like, I wish I knew not to stress about this thing at that point in time. Because, and the reason I'm asking this question is because right now I stress out about a lot of things, right? You know, when you're talking about the labor process and things like that, you know, the same mm. fear of, okay, three of us are going, I will talk, or three of us, my wife and I, then baby in the belly. And then, you know, what can happen? Things being out of your control and just the life, life can just life sometimes, right? So, you know, I, I carry some of that around quite a bit. And I, I also like have a st- like strong faith. And, you know, I know there's that element of things that supports the experience as well. But just, you know, speaking practically in, in that sense, you know, what are some of the things maybe if you could have back in, in time and you told yourself like, okay, I shouldn't have been worried about this thing because now it's just played out in a very interesting kind of way. Um, just to add to that, because I think that's a very, very good question, Toby. But just to add to that, um, maybe you should specify also the period you're talking about. So, I mean, I'm talking to Shion and Eric mm-hmm. when the answer. So like, before even getting married, right? And before having a baby, mm. you know, if you're going to go back and tell yourself certain things that you're worrying about then, not to worry about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, see, this is, a, <laughs> this is a tough question. And I'm going to ask that very, in a very political way. Uh, which so, is... all <laughs> so welcome, bro. All welcome. <laughs> which is... Um, what I'm used to now, or what I've been used to over the past five, six years now is risk assessment, right? Mm. So, I mean, I think it's now become like a norm with me, right? So I'm thinking uh, I'm going out to buy a drink or I'm going out to buy for grocery shopping or whatever. Mm. Mm. And, you know, unconsciously, I've already analyzed all the risks that could go into place, right? Mm. Okay, I could miss my boss, right? Uh, well, there could be an accident. Okay. Uh, well, but then I have like a map just right there in my head that tells me if I miss my boss, what am I doing? Am I walking? Okay, no, I'm not walking. I'm getting a taxi. Okay, then I need to maybe have money for that taxi. Okay, mm. do I have the money for the taxi? How do I get that money back? You know, I have like all these loops and loops of chains and all, all of that. Mm. So, you, I mean, when you have like a risk assessment, and then you draw that up with life as well. I think it takes you even further mm. in terms of planning and expecting the worst outcome, right? So what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, like, 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 what's the worst that could happen? Okay, mm. we had this conversation. Everybody's angry. Okay, fine. What's the worst that could happen? Mm. Babe, we are married, right? Mm. Let's go back and talk about it. Or, you know, I'm sorry, we move on. So I think it's just a bit of those... I mean, to be specific in terms of answering your question, like a bit of those disagreements you have along the line, like, oh, okay, I want this cut bit. No, I don't want this. I want this kind of clothes. No, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. So if I go back in time, right, I would have done a bit of, because I did some of the shopping, right? Like mm-hmm. for like push chair, for like um, car seats, for mm-hmm. this and that. I did some of those things because I just bought them like randomly. And then they just arrived and my wife was like, you didn't tell me you ordered. I said, well, mm-hmm. So I think if I go back in time, I would have probably said, mm, well, here's the money. Buy whatever you need to buy, you know. Mm-hmm. Get active in that line as well. Because I don't think, in a lot of ways, I don't think, I mean, we, 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 men are qualified to buy, you know, things for their children, of course. Mm-hmm. But like this kind of new baby, new child thing, it's very, very personal to mm, women. Mm, mm. So personal that I think in a lot of ways we should leave women to like undo most of it and then just be like, you know, give advice and say, mm, oh, mm. have you thought about this? Mm. Or do you think this may be nice or not? Mm. So I think if, that, if that's like a big thing I will have just 
you know, left. I said, well, you know, whatever you want to shop, just go for it. And then if you, if you go back in time to um, maybe before getting married or even after getting married before having a child, um, I think it will be more, again, this is still down to the fact that um, still leaving women to do certain things, mm. you know, so that you can just be happy at the end of the day because you just, you know, this complaints never had. So we, we, we went to a different property. This is just for context, right? Mm. So we lived, before we traveled, we were in a different uh, in the property. It was a two-bedroom. I went there for the viewing, just myself. My wife didn't go with me. I went there for the viewing. I liked it, man. Nice apartment, spacious. UK houses are very tiny. Yeah. This one are like a big, massive lounge, a big mm. sitting room, big everything. But it was all electric. Right. So mean? the electric bills, like um, no, there's no gas central eating in the oh, house. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So it, it was all electric, right? And then so my electric, our electricity bill was like I don't know, two hundred and fifty, three hundred pounds a month just for electricity wow. bill. And mm. uh, well, I mean, prior to that time, you know, I did, I never stayed in all electric before, mm. right? And then so when we got to the property, my wife kept complaining. Uh, you went, you came here alone. I didn't know about this. I didn't do this. Blah, 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 blah. Then when the reality dawned on me, you know, the amounts of the bills we had to be paying mm. monthly, man, I was just like, you know what? I shouldn't have taken this place. Because the whole idea for me when I was going there to look at the place was there was a basement and I was thinking, oh, this basement, mm. I'm going to be making my, I'm going to be making <laughs> my beer. I can, I can make my beer without the smell. The monkey, you know, the <laughs> And trust me, I never used that space at all. And mm. we're there for almost two years, you know. Oof. So, like, like these are some of the things where you just like, mm. just let them win, right? Mm. Just let, just let your partner win. Choose Whatever the case is, you know. On, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just choose it. All right. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's it. All right. So, Eric, like, just not what Sean said. Um, and I think this would be also some something that can probably even point out as well but in, on, on your phone like what are the things that if you, if you look back pre pre-baby pre-marriage that you worried about that you're like you'd be like maybe i shouldn't have worried about that too much mm. yeah um there's a lot of things you know that come up in in any young man's mind especially when it comes to marriage you know am i Am I going to get the right part? Even though you know the person you've been with for a minute, but mm. at the same time, am I going to get the right partner? How would this person be with a kid? Mm. Um, where where am I going to be, you know, years down? Because this is me thinking in Nigeria, like, okay, the work I'm doing now and with the money I'm making now, mm. is that something that I feel I would be able to handle or, you know, have a family with? Mm. Um, you know, other aspects as well, like, financial like the way i used to handle my finances before because i had this business and you know i had several means of income at some point but at the same time when i when i used to go into um like actually trying to review and see where what went where like thinking about that and worrying like okay yes how, how am i going to get my life together moving forward from here um you know all of that were just things that yes i had to be conscious about Mm. right because you you can't actually go into marriage without 
making you doing your due diligence basically and you know praying to god that yes you you hit you hit jackpot which is what i did <laughs> uh, at the same time all of this happened we got married you know my life started to come together with the with the wife that i got gifted with that mm-hmm. god gifted me you know that one sort of took charge or took care of all of the financial worries that i had because mm-hmm. in a way if i was not married to the woman i am to now who knows where i would have been today mm-hmm. it's that thing what well, he understands where i'm coming from mm-hmm. who knows where i would have been today like i i i can say plainly as that who knows where i would have been today and then as well as you know structuring ourselves together coming together as a family to make sure we work as a unit right mm-hmm. that that also is something that works for the both of us and also worrying as well on if i would have time cuz most times i get to get i tend to get too sucked into work especially mm-hmm. cuz you always want to be the best at work you always want to deliver on time you always want to make sure look you're getting those commendations but at the same time thinking about making time for family mm-hmm. cuz prior to this or or in marriage before baby the way work used to be for me is my typical i wake up like 7 um i work all the way to like 5 when we're supposed to be done but you know with 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 covid and people working remotely i find myself working all the way up to like 8 to mm. like 9 10 sometimes which was which was which was which helped me back then but at the same time I didn't have the time that I would have like I I I didn't see myself having the time to put in for my for my family mm-hmm. as I would have like now my schedule is 8 5 I'm closing my I'm shutting my laptop I'm mm-hmm. staying spending the time with my family away from phone away from anything you know we're just together and playing with my son being with my wife so all of those worries and all of those things that came into mind back then like okay yes would i be able to handle my family would i be able to make time for my family would i be able to plan or have the finances to take care of my family to begin with would i be be in a position to handle my finances in such a way that you know we're not careless with spending you know we actually have savings we're making good financial decisions mm. why have all of these things figured out to make sure our fam- the family as a unit is moving forward and in the right direction that and you know to attain the goal that we have set for ourselves so that worry about hitting that goal that we have set for ourselves is something that i would tell myself don't worry about this because one i believe strongly again in god mm-hmm. and i know like i said before god would always give you the tools and the ammo that you need to deliver any situation that you are in mm-hmm. to push that forward if you have a goal or if you have a target or some place you need to be if you have god in your life and being fearful that's one one of the reasons why i really appreciate my family as well you know growing up my parents mm-hmm. you know the, that that spiritual aspect is actually very key because mm-hmm. we have god in our life and he has seen us through certain situations that otherwise we would not have been able to go past mm-hmm. but with god we pushed forward we've been able to assemble our family we've been able to understand one another i've been able to make you know the savings that i would want to make I've been able to make time and carve time out from my work for family and make sure okay, look, when work like work is work and family is family like definitely make time. Mm. So is 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 all of that for me that that really just I wouldn't worry about too much. 
Yeah. Just leave it off guard and everything will sort itself out, basically. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, fellas, so I want to go into something a bit more personal and I want to say feel free to be as vague as you want, but feel free to be as detailed as you want as well. So I think for me personally, I would, I would say a fear I have. And one of the fears I have, and this obviously as a guy who's never had a kid, right? Never even married yet, is when you have like a family, like you get a wife, she becomes pregnant and she obviously her body changes, right? And a part of me always thinks that for me, maybe that might be my ultimate test of whether, you know, I've gotten married to somebody, she becomes a different person. Would I see her the same way? Or would I not, would that no matter? Would I be a changed person? But from my seat right now, as someone who's not a dad, who is not married, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Or, devil on my shoulder has brought that up once or twice in my mind, mm. right? So now for you guys who are already in that seat, how has that been like in terms of your life now, in terms of your attraction to your wife? And not just attraction, but also even how you spend time together as well. Because first of all, you got a baby, so you don't have as much time, first, mm. number one. But number two, your wife was different. Right. So how have you handled, if you've had any thoughts, how have you handled them and how have you seen through that? Because from my see, as I said, I've imagined that a few times and maybe I've imagined it because I'm not there yet. And I don't know what that looks like. It feels like maybe it might have come up my head at all. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. But I feel like. Surprised it came to your head. In the... <laughs> like, again, I never even thought once about, Shane, did you ever think about that? No, no, not at all. I mean, you see, the, 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 you see, that's why it's important to know who you who you're getting married. To. And I don't, I don't mean this as someone very philosophical or whatever it is, right? So just to do a little bit of backtrack, I like backtracks a, a lot. Yeah. By the time I met my wife, right? Um, I think one of the key things that made me start to like my wife then just a friend anyway was so the first time i met her i think um, if she has this she's gonna hate me for saying it but anyway so she likes amala right yeah so then i i think i picked her up somewhere in the battle and then i taken her all the way to and then i said what would you like here? and then we went to ujuri to eat amala uh, yeah 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 now yeah, yeah, now, now literally I can't even remember, but maybe on that day, well, I was driving my sister's car to start with, you know. But I think I had maybe maybe a thousand or two thousand naira on me total, right? Mm. And I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna pick up this babe, and you know, where do I take her to? Or well, you can't go to KFC. You yeah. can't go to how much? Waiting two K one by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we went to Ojuri, and then man, she had a good time. I think she had a mala. Maybe well, of course she had a mala. I think maybe I had a bar or something. I can't remember what I did. Well, yeah, you know, from like those tiny little things, you try to pink nuances here and there of who mm, you're getting mm, married mm, to. Mm. Because it's different, right? When you live in the westernized world, UK, US, you guys start to live together even before you get married. Mm, so mm. you already start to know who you're living, who you're getting married to. Mm. 
mm. but like in Nigeria, man, you don't know. You don't know who this person you're getting married to is. Mm. And yeah. so I think things that attract you should be more than just the physical. Mm. That's that I, I think that's what I'm trying to say in essence. Like it should be more than the physical, it should be more of the communication you have, you know, the kind of person that, that person is, mm. how they care about you and how you care about them, aside, you know, mm. that physical uh-huh. because man, we're all going to go old and wrinkled and what have you. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, but postpartum, right? We still have time for each other. So, while we're in Nigeria, I mean, we were in Nigeria for like four months or thereabouts. So, while we're in Nigeria, um, I had like my mama's sister came over. We could go out together, spend time together, you know. Mm-hmm. Even here in the UK, we have like, you know, just book some time with like four hours with a sitter. Probably pay them maybe thirty pounds. You know, take yourselves out and mm. spend time, have communications and things like that. Mm. So yeah, no, I mean, my wife is still the same person I married. Mm. Um, and then you have lady, you have women that are very worried about what changes because definitely body changes. You know, from getting my from giving birth, you know, they become add a little bit more flesh. But then I keep telling my wife, "You're still the same person I married. You're still the same person I married. <laughs> Nothing has changed." <laughs> because you need that confidence to give them as well. Mm. And yeah, but pretty much, no, I've not, I'm still the same person, yeah. essentially. That's nice. what I'm just trying to say, yeah. yeah. Love that. And, and I think, I think, I'm glad you said what you said, because I think it was, me asking that question was something I knew that might shock some people on it, but I just felt, in the spirit of um, honesty and the spirit of being real as well, yeah. mm. um, I, I, felt, that, I felt, I felt, I felt, I feel I, I, I put it out there to you guys. And I'm glad I got yeah. that side got because I, yeah. I genuinely, genuinely believe you. Eric. Yeah. Um, a big factor, right? Because, you know, like Shimon has said, the love itself, you love the person you, you went into marriage with. You love this person genuinely. You understand what the person has gone through. You understand whatever she might have on her body, be it the scars or be it the additional weight or whatever she has put on. All of that should be taken proudly as, as a symbol of what has come forth for you or, or, or what she has gifted you with. Mm. So it shouldn't necessarily be something that you look at and, you know, I mean, in a way, one big aspect, I know someone mentioned about communication in marriage. Mm. If something doesn't work for you, the fact that you love each other and you understand each other, if weight can always be shared. Although scars, I don't know about scars, but at the same time, if you talk about weight with your wife, it can always be lost. You can always address it and say, okay, look, thank you for all you have done for me. But at the same time, we need to put in work, you know, to lose this. Like, let's give ourselves a goal, you know, motivate yourselves. If you have to lose weight, you lose weight. If you have to go under the knife, you go under the knife. But if you communicate about what you do not like, you will make your wife understand, okay, look, we're, we're looking to move this family forward, right? We want to be together long-term, not the one that I will be feeling a certain way and I'll be harboring that in my chest because mm-hmm. giving a child or not being able to voice out. Marriage, you need to be open about this thing. So having that best friend and like, oh, my, yeah, so you put on weight, too, but let's go, let's do this. Say, I'm with you in this. We'll do this every morning. You know, we'll go out, we'll jog and we'll do whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the aspect I'm coming from is, one, communication, and two, being understanding of the situation mm. and, you know, the fact that I've been able to life, to grow a baby is not beans. There's too many hormonal, you know, changes and, you know, a lot of body change, internal changes and all, all that. But those women that have CS, 
there's no way you in your mouth would be able to be open your or would it be, be able to open your mouth to say, oh no, this car, I don't love this car. Mm. Because mm. that that that's where your baby came out from. Mm. That's you know, she has she has stayed nine months mm. for something you both did together, which is but at the same time, if you see what she went through or, or what she has been through with labor and you know what the whole nine months has been. You would only appreciate me. I'm coming from an appreciator because <laughs> I, I would always appreciate my wife, no matter anything, anything anybody says, or no matter what happens, or no matter what condition she's in, I'm always going to appreciate my wife. But if you have those thoughts or if you're having those thoughts, talking about it through with your partner, you should always, you should be able to have a partner that is open to having those type of discussions because there's some women that might find it insensitive if you bring it to them that, oh, babes, I think you need to lose weight not trying to understand that look me from a man i'm coming to tell you that look babe but i think you need to lose weight because i don't want to have eyes elsewhere elsewhere right mm-hmm. that one in itself is 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 big so communication and being understanding mm-hmm. and being loving to the person you got married to because you would not marry someone you don't love or you don't care about like it's not the physical aspect you're getting married to mm-hmm. you're marrying you're marrying both the physical the 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 emotional you know everything personally about this person is what you're marrying to so mm-hmm. that one in itself for me should, should shouldn't mm-hmm. leave you in yeah. doubts if you marry yeah. a person you truly care about you know well, what i'm hearing here well sorry so so what i'm hearing here is just the fact that it looks like before you guys got married to you know your partners there was definitely like this this strong foundation of of like a relationship and things like that and i think that's where things get a bit you know weirded out for some people sometimes where yeah. you know you get married as a way to check a box like you know you feel you're getting a certain age or everything in life is happening so it just feels like the right time and you know that's when that foundation doesn't feel solid enough is what i'm hearing right because yeah. like 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 Wale, i said some of these fears um i or questions i have some of them in, in a different kind of way right you know but it sounds like you know as long as you, you're getting into it for the right reason obviously life of life i like to say that but it's like you know once this foundation is there the honesty the conversations and you know the communication right that usually weathers you know a lot of storms at the, at the end of the day so yeah um thanks for sharing that to be honest i think it's definitely something to yeah watch. absolutely absolutely and and i think i think you guys probably don't know well but um i speak to a lot of young young guys because i wish i'm in the university environment right mm-hmm. and i sometimes like laugh at things i hear because i mean i'm not married right but i'm old enough to know that some things that I hear are just ridiculously naive, hmm. right? And even if me not being married, I have I definitely have a level of naivety, and their level of naivety is then a different level. Hmm. And I think you know people just hearing that, not just guys but also women as well, should get some comfort in that. And actually, the thing is, I read I was reading this Instagram post that someone made, but it was linked to an article where there was a reverend or a marriage counselor who said that when people come to get married, it gives them a test, like a 25-day test or 25-question test, 25-something. And in one of those tests, like it asks a series of questions every time they come. And when they answer no, they have to go back for five days and come mm-hmm. again. And I, yeah. I, and I think in, in stage two, actually, I'll, I'll look for it and send it to you guys later. But I think in stage two, stage two or stage three, it always asks them and say, well, what if the day after you marry, your wife suddenly gets sick. Your wife suddenly gets ill. She loses her hair. She becomes obese. Would you still marry her? And I think that's one thing that I remembered 
when you guys are talking just now, mm-hmm. because in in his in his in his words it was like every everybody has to answer yes before they can get married in my own place, <laughs> and they ask, and they answer no to any of this question. They have to go back and come again, mm-hmm. right? So that's just a good um, way to put it. Mm-hmm. But let me round up with this question, which which is part of what reflects the subjective experiences of you you both being fathers. What would you say your job? So your dad now is fantastic. But what would you say your job now is as a dad for your kid going forward? And how would you describe that? Because for me, I just think of it in the sense of, well, provide, protect the, the typical, typical things. But I'm guessing if I think deeper, I'll think of other things as well. But you guys already been in that zone already. What would you say your job of a dad is? And let me start with you, Eric, on this. Okay. Um, as a dad, aside from the typical things that you have mentioned, you know how I mentioned a project manager would always want to deliver, you mm. know, what they need, basically enable them to grow, you know, in the perfect yeah. environment, you know, the right amount of love they need, the right amount of, you know, strictness they need, the right amount of um, care or spoil, spoiling them as best as you can. And, you know, doing all of this in the right balances um, is, is, is what it is for me. But for me now, for example, um, you know, having the right kind of environment by environment, I mean, being in a place where your child doesn't grow up by himself. And for, by, by that, I mean, if this boy is growing up, I obviously want him, or if I'm getting a house in the future, for example, or if I'm moving anywhere or this place I am, do we have nice parks around? Do we have a nice place where he can meet children and interact with people? Cause that one plays heavy. Cause of recent, one of my uh, um, um, friends told me how his his son is, is sort of, because his son has grown up. His son is like one year plus, mm. but the son around other children doesn't open up as he should. Like you, you, you find the child running away or being in a corner or because all of that can play heavy. So having him in the right environment, I want friends around him. I want him to be someone who is open, like the kind of personality I have, right? be an open person, have friends around, you know, interact with people, um, have a nice environment or a safe environment, a house, a nice yard where he can go out, you know, take up sport um, and, you know, provide those things that I did not originally have growing up, right? Yes, I had the care, I had the love, I had the spiritual. That one definitely is a, is a big factor. Um, you know, I had all of these things, but at the same time, Am I able to give him all he wants in the right amounts that he should have it? Mm. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I know it might be scattered and you know not, not probably structured as, as it should be, but basically, if I'm able to give what I have been given and more, mm. I would be happy um, mm. with, with with the growth of my child or, or, or what I can offer the child. I would be happy with that if mm. I can say. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing, like, so I'm on this, I'm on this um, group, which I was meant to be on the call with today, which is conscious parenting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all just guys and, and I think it's mostly guys. There's one lady that joined us last, um, last month. So we do it at the end of every month, right? Mm-hmm. The last Sunday of every month. Um, and yeah, so it's called conscious parenting. 
And one of the big things I've learned from that group and joining all of those guys, we all come with different experiences, guys that have two kids, three kids, and all of that. But it's the big the big role I see for myself is to address all my expectations, right? Or more like suppress my expectations. So mm. we we all have we all have fathers, right? Mm. So in as much as all our fathers have shortcomings, one way or the other, you know, you have your dad that was maybe too strict or mm. you know um never around or mm. an alcoholic or you know they have all different sort of parents here and there but i think my role now is to get rid of any expectations i had prior to now mm. and just dive in going with the flow you know let my child enjoy you know and, and that's what i talked about in the beginning you know going for swimming classes going for football classes, going for this, going for that. Just leave them open to, 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 to the real world and let them pick and choose what they want to do uh, uh, with their life. So it's more of a role of, you know, a guide. Mm. All I'm doing is just guiding. Oh, okay, well, you want to do this. Okay, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It's just like the role of a line manager in any job, in any workplace anyway, you know. Mm. They try to challenge your thinking and try to tell you, Mm. Have you thought about this X, Y, Z? Have you thought about this differently? Are you thinking out of the box about this? You know, just being that guy to make sure that whatever thing they're doing in their life, um, or my child in this case is doing in his life, you know, you're starting true enough. Mm. I'm just trying to support and all of that. So yeah, it's more like me just suppressing my expectations because when you look at it, there's so many things you want your child to do. For me, for one, I want my child to play for Arsenal. So I'm already there looking for you know, yeah, yeah. Susan, Susan, bro, you pick the wrong Susan club, chicken. bro. Kai, come on, please. Let's let's right right choice, man. So I'm there. I'm there looking for season ticket for Arsenal team. Uh, looking for how I'll go to the stadium so that Maybe Saka will see my son and say he's a young boy. He should, he should join us, you know, things like that. That's mm. what I have in my head. But mm. what if he doesn't like football and he wants to play what badminton or table tennis? I almost knew that was going to come up. Like I just had it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but it's not my role to decide what he does with his life. Mm. It's my role to guide him, give him all the level playing ground, give him all the necessary things he needs. I mean, just summarily, what I'm trying to do is give him a life I never had in mm. as much as possible. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I, I think especially when we were coming just today, I was just telling my wife and I was saying, can you imagine this boy, right? I was born in Elisha. This boy <laughs> was born in UK, right? This boy is not even up to one year. He has flown two times on the plane. Mm. And I'm like, uh... ah, and I'm like, what have I even done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and those are proud moments to just think about, like, you know, mm. I'm the one that's providing for that, mm. you know, and that just makes you proud as a person. Yeah, really. interesting. Um, well, yeah, let's wrap up here because, but, but this is like almost like a tangent thought as well. So, um, one of the episodes we did was obviously talking about grief and things like that. And so for, for context, like, you know, my dad passed away when I was like five. Um, and so sometimes I think about how, obviously I don't have any, like, there's no strong, like, yeah, I've had father figures, like I have older brothers and people like that have been in my life, but you know, sometimes I just get the sense that because I've quote unquote missed out on 
a fatherly kind of experience. Like I'm wondering how that would play, you know, in how I decide to raise my child. And I mentioned this because, you know, Sean, you mentioned how, you know, if you grow up with a certain kind of dad or, you know, your dad has provided certain things for you that, or yeah, you're trying to provide as a father things that you didn't have access to and things like that. And for me, obviously that now feels like a very huge gap because I didn't even have anything to reflect on. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, I don't know, like, what would you, like, if you have friends or like, okay, we're, let's consider us all friends now. You know, if we're going to say one word of advice to someone who's grown up without a dad, but now in the position of having to raise a kid, like, you know, what would you, like, what would you say? Just like a couple of sentences that you'd say, just wondering your thoughts about that. No, I mean, I would, I would say, I mean, um, well, I didn't know about that. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you've turned out great because <laughs> I can see you're doing great by yourself. Thanks, uh, but I think, I think the one thing I would say is don't stress it. Mm. Like it is so beautiful to be a dad. Like, um, so you just don't need to stress it. Mm. Um, I, I think the process will just go through by itself naturally, mm. right? And I, and I think one one thing to always be careful about is that you're not forcing things mm. on 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 your child because I think in a lot of ways we're playing a very, very protective role as parents, dad or mom, whichever the case is, you know, we're trying to say, sleep at this time, wake up at this time, you're going to eat this food, you're going to do that, you're going to be a Christian, you're going to be a Muslim, you're going to do this. Like, we're very, very narrow-minded and restricting them to do things in a certain way. Um, and I think the world has moved faster in a lot of ways, you know, whatever the case is. So I think the big one, the big one thing is just, don't stress it. You know, life is going to happen anyway. Mm. Uh, and a good, a good analogy for this is siblings, two boys growing up with the same parents, right? The outcome are completely different. One is a terrible Yahoo boy, whatever their context is. One is a mid IT guy. Mm. Both of them are doing computer anyway. <laughs> But one is doing the whole, Such a weird one is <laughs> one is but then same parents, same upbringing, same everything. Mm. So there's no there's no amount of like you, you can't do enough at the end of the day. Mm. The, the, the child will turn out to and become whoever they want to be. Mm. So just don't stress it. Mm. Don't stress it at all. Okay, nice. Sean, um Eric, how are you? What do you think? Um uh, so in that in that situation, like what what you do at the end of the day, it, it might be like I'm I'm too strong on God or you know no absolutely uh, yeah, um, but at the end of the day, there are certain expectations you have. You obviously want your child to be a good person, mm. like no matter whether you want the person to make his decisions in life or to take a certain path in life, the path you would always want for your child is the good path. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can set those expectations to guide on that path in whatever aspect or whatever, whatever it is you want to do for the person. Mm-hmm. Now, career-wise is a different one because that one you have to let them choose or, you know, their personality type. Mm-hmm. But as long as you guide them in, the, in a righteous path, in a good path, in whatever you believe, either you believe in God or you believe in, you know, whatever it is that you believe in and you have those principles that you believe are right. That is what I believe you should impact on your child mm. and, you know, just, just allow them, allow, allow life to take its course. Because mm. at the end of the day, like Shewo mentioned, if you're giving them that foundation, 
do right or you know serve whatever it is you're serving do right to people show love mm. i believe that that basically covers the rest of any other thing you can think of because mm. it's that foundation itself that would grow or, or propel them into whatever they need to become or you know whatever it needs to be guided and just mm. just let life take its course if i can say yeah nice thanks guys thanks for sharing Wally, awesome um and before I give my closing to- um, notes, I just want to ask a quick big question to you both. So how many kids do you want to have now that you've had one kid? <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, I mean, I mean, mine is very straightforward. So I think two kids is just perfect. Two kids, okay. Yeah, not doing more than two is just, I think in the kind of country we live in, if we're living in Nigeria, we're probably thinking of 10 or 20. But... <laughs> what? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Eric, how are you? But yeah, I think I think where we are too is perfect. Yeah. 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 And and I think this also falls back to one of the questions that you know was asked before about what what would we do different or what would we think about different mm. if we because in the past, you know, growing up and you know, seeing how we were in my family, you mm. know, we were there's, there's five of us, there's four of us. Mm. Me thinking, okay, yes, I probably want to have the same, you know, boy, girl, boy, girl, like mm. four of us as well. Like in this case, having, having seen what I've seen now and, you know, the experiences I've been able to garner in the past six mm. months, I would say just two kids. Mm. I'm fine with just two kids. But prior to this, I would have told you like five kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I swear that. The but classic. It's two kids. The classic reality switch. I um, love that. <laughs> yeah. love that. No, but um, gents, really, um, I just want to say thanks for coming on to this. Uh, it's been, I'm short of words as well, because I think from, from a man's perspective, I was, I was, I was, I was more of just taking things in as opposed to being, being um, shocked as I was with ladies. I was just taking things in as a way to prep myself for lessons to apply and just to obviously at the same time, be happy for you both. Because I mean, Shane, I know we've not met before today, but Definitely, I can definitely sense from Ire the fact that you're a great dad, mm. right? And obviously from Eric, I know you, so I definitely a great dad. And I think, <laughs> and I think I'm just really glad that that obviously you guys you guys have the experiences you've had that shaped the way you're thinking, and I'm sure your boys are the boys that are meant for you to have. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, and I and I and I really believe in that that level of life um, fixing mm-hmm. kids kids to parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, again, the fact that you guys have gone through this new phase of fatherhood, which let's not forget, there's many fathers who did not handle it properly. So, so even though you're doing great, doesn't mean it's normal. Mm-hmm. I think we should we realize that I should commented on it. And the fact that you can also articulate and express how you navigated through those months pre-baby, through those months pre-marriage, through the months now, and you can see and reflect that into your present self. I think that's also amazing. Yeah. So, you know, um, big ups to you both. Uh, thanks again for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Uh, I, know it w- I know it went way, way over time, but again, when people talk about great things like this, it has to be spoken about in very very patient way so thank you again for that 
And of course, we'll probably, I'll probably be coming back to you guys um, for some questions. Always, always so, so, open, man. And, and, and Shiro, I'm sure very, very soon we'll have a pint of pint of pamper discussion. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of 20s Combos. If you enjoyed the podcast, the easiest way to help out is to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Also, if you think a friend needs to hear this, go ahead and share it with them. They'll be glad that you did. Trust me. All right, we release new episodes every Monday. But before then, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 20s Combos. We post quotes, polls, and other interesting content and clips from each episode every week. So go ahead and follow us now. Till next time, take care and stay safe.